Beloved Church of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, we're in the last few hours of 2019. We're looking forward to beginning a new year. I'm not sure if we're going to say 2020 or 2020, so I'm just going to alternate uh, this evening. And as we look forward to 2020, we have all kinds of hopes and expectations. We pray that in the new year, our loved ones will be healed. We think about our marriages and we pray that as marriage partners we will remain faithful to our vows and have the strength to be good husbands and good wives. We have children to be good parents. We think about the church and we pray that the church will continue to grow and increase. And we really pray that our Lord Jesus Christ will return. But we don't know exactly what the coming year will look like. And yet Simeon's song helps, reminds us of the kinds of things that we can expect in 2020 because we follow Christ Jesus as our King. If you look closely, you'll notice that the Bible does not reveal Simeon's title his office, not even his age. He could have been a young man. But it shows us how the Holy Spirit was guiding his life, his words, his expectations. Three times you can see the Holy Spirit mentioned in verses 25 to 27. Simeon was God's watchman. He was waiting for the consolation of Israel, the fulfillment of the Old Testament promises. He was eager and the Holy Spirit told him he had good reason to be eager. And like the songs of Mary and Zechariah and the angels of heaven, Simeon's song is a reaction to the announcement that God gave concerning Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit gave that announcement and then later ensured that Simeon was in the temple when Mary and Joseph came to fulfill their purification rites and present their firstborn son to the Lord. And the Holy Spirit uses Simeon's song to teach the church about Jesus Christ, what he came to do, and what it would be like to follow him. And perhaps the most noticeable part of Simeon's song for us is that he is so absolutely confident that that little baby that he was holding in his hands was his Savior and his Lord. He was so certain that he knew that even if he died that very day, everything would be fine. Simeon, the Simeon's endearing certainty rings a chord in our hearts and expresses what so many of us are, are longing for in the struggles of our lives. The Simeon song assures us that since Christ Jesus continues to reign as eternal king in 2020, we do not have to be anxious in the coming days. Since Christ has come, we can end this year saying, Lord, you are now letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. And I preach to you this gospel under the following theme, Simeon's song shows how faith in Christ prepares us for the days that are coming. 
And we can expect Christ's salvation to shine, Christ's work to be opposed, and Christ's church to love him. Together with that emphasis on the Holy Spirit and his work in the church through his servant Simeon, the text today really emphasizes the action of seeing. You can see that in verse 26. The Spirit revealed to Simeon that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And then when Simeon took the child in his arms, so then we look at verses 29, 30 to 30, uh, 31, 32, you see again the repeated mention of, of eyes and seeing the salvation of God that was present, prepared in the presence, the sight of all peoples. For he was like a light. He was revelation. Simeon was holding a baby in his arms about 40 days old. I think my daughter Cheris is about 30, 35 days old. Just a little baby. Not Cheris, Nadia. <laughs> so he's holding a, a little helpless 40-year-old baby who couldn't speak enough. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Just imagining four chairs going, what's that guy talking about? <laughs> I'll listen, Daddy. So he was holding a little baby, baby, 40 days old. The little baby couldn't speak enough to have a conversation, couldn't even survive a week on its own. And yet as he was holding that baby, he was praising the Lord for his Savior. He was thanking the Lord for the Savior that God said would crush the head of the serpent, the ancient dragon, the prince of darkness. Just picture that contrast, the contrast between the little baby right before the mighty serpent dragon princess of darkness who was wreaking havoc through the, the centuries. And you see how the Lord's revelation is that he will work salvation through that which is humble and weak in the eyes of the world. Now Simeon knew less than we do about the Savior, Jesus Christ. And then we see Simeon's faith in the word that God had spoken about this child. His faith in the word of God, the promises, is humbling for us. It's encouraging. Isaiah 53 says that the Savior had no form or majesty that we should look at him, no beauty that we should desire him. But it was because the Holy Spirit announced to Simeon that that child that he could see with his own eyes, that Simeon believed that the baby was his savior. That baby would bring salvation to the world. And God did bring salvation to the world through that baby. It was done in the presence of all peoples, we, we see in verse 31. Jesus did not come in secret when he was born on the earth. The angels announced his coming. The shepherds spoke of him. Later on, Anna would tell all those around and he came as a light for revelation to the Gentiles, for the glory of the people of Israel, in fulfillment of 
Isaiah 49, verse 6, that was displayed on the wall here as you were coming in this evening. I will make you a light for the nations that my salvation may reach to the end of the earth. And you see how the revelation about Jesus Christ is growing. Mary and Zechariah spoke of salvation for Israel. The angels spoke of salvation for the people on whom God's favor rests. And Simeon now announces that Jesus is also a light of revelation for the Gentiles, all the non-Israelites in the world as well. He said it's salvation for the world, the gospel of Christ's saving work. And his powerful rule through the Holy Spirit was preached beyond Israel. That's why we can hear it today here in Edmonton, in Canada. And so we know also that's what it's like to follow Jesus Christ. His light always is shining. The promise of his salvation shines in the world. And it shines in the world because he remains with his church. His grace and his spirit are with us, he said, until the end of the ages. And although we may be surprised that God uses such humble and weak instruments as we are, as, as we are as a church. By God's grace, you can expect that Christ's salvation will continue to shine through the church into the world like, like beams of sunlight into the darkness. He will shine in the world through the proclamation of the gospel. And so we pray for our missionaries and we pray for those who preach the gospel and we pray for those who speak to their neighbor, we pray with confidence. Let your light shine even as you spoke in your word. He will shine in the world through your transformed lives, through the loving work of his body, the church. You may sometimes think that you are too small, too insignificant, a, a mere baby in a world of dragons. But since it is God who is working through your life, the promise of Christ shining into the world, you can be confident that through your lives, Christ will be known. Brothers and sisters, I don't know what 2020 will look like for each of you, but I know that if you are faithful to your King Jesus Christ, faithful in your task, in his kingdom, whatever that task may be, the glory that was born among the people of Israel will be visible in the world through you. And for that reason, you can also expect that you will be opposed. For the Holy Spirit revealed through Simeon that Jesus would be a sign that is opposed. He says that after the father and mother marveled about what was said to him, about him. And then he said to his mother, he said, Behold, it's verse 34, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel, for a sign that is opposed or spoken against. Simeon connects that little baby in his arms to the prophecy of Isaiah, where we read that those who believe in him will find him to be their sanctuary but to all who do not obey the Lord, we read, this is Isaiah 8, verses 14 and 15, 
The Lord will be a stone of offense and a rock of stumbling, and many shall stumble on it. They shall fall and be broken. They shall be snared and taken. Peter explains in 1 Peter 2, verse 8, they stumble because they disobey the word. And so the situation that Simeon is speaking about is, is very clear. It's something that we can see. Those who do not believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, those who stumble over that radical life that he calls us to, they do not look forward to happy days. In Isaiah 28, verse 16, the prophet said, Behold, I am the one who has laid as a foundation in Zion a stone, a tested stone, a precious cornerstone of a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not be in haste, will not flee away. It's like we sang in Psalm 118, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And then we realize how important our response to the preaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ is. It really is the most important thing in, in this life and in the life to come. And Jesus Christ will sing as the church's one foundation. And Simeon prophesies that as that gospel of the one foundation goes out into the world, people will either reject Christ and fall, or they will believe in him and will be raised up, allowed to share in his victory the spiritual blessings that last forever. And then Simeon looks at his Jesus' mother Mary and speaks about the effect the child would have on her. A sword will pierce through your own soul also. It's clear that Simeon is not saying that Mary will be murdered with a sword, but Simeon is saying that Mary will suffer greatly because her son will be a sign that is opposed. He will be the object of attack. Just think about the situation again. Jesus as a, a baby around 40 days old when the prophecy was made, completely dependent on his parents, Mary and Joseph, who were presenting him to the Lord, dedicating him to the kingdom. That special bond parents can have with children. Imagine how hard it would be to hear that their son would be the object of the devil's attacks. But if they knew the Old Testament, and, and that's what they were counting on, they knew the promise of Genesis 3, verse 15. They knew that it had to be that way in order for the, the evil one to be crushed. Jesus came to bring an end to the enmity, to bring an end to the fighting. To bring an end to mothers hearing that their children will be, will be attacked and killed by the enemy. He came to crush the serpent. There had to be war in order for there to be peace among men to whom God shows his favor. No one ever doubted that the devil and his forces would do their utmost to oppose and destroy the one who had come to crush them. The one who had come to break his teeth, rescue the church. And we see what it's like to follow Jesus Christ. We follow him into to battle. We follow him and, and we, we realize there's a cost 
to being his disciple. He speaks about that very clearly in Matthew chapter 10. If you love him and you follow him and you trust him, then you can expect opposition and suffering also in the new year. And this opposition reveals what is truly in our hearts. You can expect that Christ's church will love him. Simeon says it clearly, this child is appointed for a sign that is opposed. And then he, he ends in verse 35, so that the thoughts, so that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. The announcement of the gospel of salvation in Jesus Christ makes us ask the question every time we have to make a decision. If he is the sign to be opposed, if it costs to follow him, do I love him enough and believe that he is victorious to side with him in everything? Or does that lead me to speak against him and speak against his church? You see, brothers and sisters, we, will, we can expect that also in the new year, the Holy Spirit who changes hearts, who leads us in that, that battle, that conflict against our sinful nature, his power is made evident in the crucible of fire. The piercing sword of trials that's often experienced by those who believe in Jesus Christ and love him and, and want to follow him with all their hearts, it's, it's piercing the text says, so that the thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. That's a great reminder, a great perspective to have when we encounter suffering in our lives because of our faith. Maybe even a, a reason to delight in those oppositions. The Holy Spirit has given us a sincere love, a desire to follow Jesus Christ in 2020. We're not expecting an easy year. But we are expecting that everyone who knows us will know how much we love and trust and believe in Jesus Christ, our Savior. Our love for Jesus Christ will show itself in our willingness to profess our faith in him publicly, even when it's very unpopular to do so. Just think of the past year here in Alberta, think of what it's like to be a Christian in Canada today. The willingness, even though we don't always feel like it right away, we're reminded that's what it means to follow the sign that is opposed. Our love for Jesus Christ, the King, will also show itself in the priorities that we establish for the year. It's often common to make resolutions, to think about some goals, maybe to plan some, some activities, make our budgets, decide how we will use our gifts, set some goals for personal growth. May your love for Jesus Christ be evident also in these priorities. Simeon was so confident when he held that baby. He said, now you're letting me depart in peace. And it really puts the whole 
text in perspective. It puts our life in perspective. You see, our love for Jesus Christ unites us to him in his death and resurrection. We have that right in the baptismal form. It's Romans 6. It keeps coming up in our lives. We can know that all our sins are forgiven. And so we can look forward with, with eagerness to that day when we will see our, our Savior face to face. The certainty of Christ's victory for those who believe in him. That really becomes visible when we or a loved one reaches the end of the earthly journey through time. And Simeon's song makes us think of those moments. In our last days on earth, what's the only thing that can give comfort? What's the only thing that gives you comfort? It's not how much stuff you have. It's not where we traveled in our lives. It's not how much our family loves us. It's only our faith in God and the victory of Jesus Christ. Now, if we live every day in 2020 as if it's that, that last day on earth for us, with that per perspective, then we'll see that it doesn't make any sense in, in the big picture to turn away from God to just stumble and, and fall, to pursue pleasures that are drawing us away from him, embracing some temporary earthly treasures, then we will see that we don't need to shrink back from suffering with Christ our Lord. If you're thinking every day could be your last day here, Jesus Christ can return, then suffer for our Savior and our King even dying for his name like we see so many Christians doing, even in our modern age. Simeon's praise to God for the consequences of Jesus' work can continue to be the song of our lips. Lord, now that you have sent your son to die on a cross and raised him up to glory to sit on the throne... You are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. But Simeon, you can say now that Jesus has come, and more than that, now that he is eternal king on his throne, everything will always be okay. And he knows our hearts. He gave his life for our sins. He knows our fears. He knows our weaknesses. But he also knows that we love him with all our heart. We will follow him. We always want to walk with him. And so whatever happens in 2020, we can have peace. That promised peace gives us joyful certainty that that light Christ continues to Accompany us on this journey through time. And the Lord is letting us leave 2019 and enter into 2020 in complete peace and assurance. For the Lord Christ has come into the world. He passed through the suffering, the death of God's anger against our sins. And he lifts us up with him in his resurrection 
so that eternal life begins today. Jesus Christ has been appointed to raise us up. Not to come and judge and punish us. And we'll follow him even if it means we'll face opposition. And we'll shine as his people, as Christ shines through us into the world. We're ready for 2020 because the Lord God Almighty is holding us in his hand. And the Spirit says to us in 1 Peter 5, verses 10 to 11, And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen.